0: You basically just take out the, uh, there's probably just screws, flathead screws. You take four of those out, and there's just a bunch of switches in there. You switch up or down, like the old style.
1: I had one of these. You should see it.
0: Get out the abacus and make some adjustments.
1: Brian would just be like, just pull the red wire out. Maybe that'll help. Yeah. That's something That's- I would do.
2: It's time for Class Racing Today, the podcast for the NHRA Class Racing fan. Welcome back to another episode of Class Racing Today, classracingtoday.com. This episode brought to you by Tim Steckles, Gutters by Design. Gutters by Design now serving Seacoast, New Hampshire, South, Southern Maine, and Massachusetts. They offer the industry's premier gutter system. They feature a 5-inch channel scratch guard finish that comes with a lifetime warranty. Give them a call today for a free estimate. Thanks, Tim, for supporting the show. If you have any questions or comments... Today at gmail.com is our email address. Send us a note there and uh, say hi if you want a shirt or t- a T-shirt or sticker. Send a note there. We'll get that out to you. Bobby and Brian, you're back again. This uh, is becoming a pattern with you guys. Um, what's going on in the world, your worlds today?
1: Getting ready to race this weekend. What? Who? I uh, haven't raced in about, I don't know how long it's been, three and a half, four weeks? I thought you
0: were retiring. <laughs> I yeah. gave it
1: serious yeah, consideration. You, you won.
2: You you, you reached the, the mountaintop.
1: I know. Most people are like, that's it. Strive for more. And me, I'm just like, oh, that's great. Okay, let me <laughs> let me retire.
0: <laughs> re- which car are you racing?
1: Uh, the super stock car. The stocker is still down for the count.
0: Where are you racing?
1: We are in... Uh, division ones where I am in rising sun, Maryland Cecil County dragway, which is the uh, quickest track in the country. I would, I would argue Uh, it kind of goes downhill. Like if you just hop on a bike, we'll say, and start at the starting line, you don't even have to pedal. Like you, you you can just coast all the way to the finish line. So it's, it's really, it's like a three or 400 foot altitude, but I mean, insane times. I am predicting a stock uh, eliminator mine And I don't know about super stock. That one's always a tough call, but I, I just have a feeling everybody's loading their cars up with weight right now and moving up a class, like doing kinds of all kinds of crazy stuff to protect themselves. How about you?
0: I am going to actually have a birthday party. My youngest son turns 10, so I'll have family over and I will be trying to hide in a quiet room and follow Texas, and now your race to see what's happening. We, uh, <clears throat> I was gonna ask you this weekend so the Midwest class racer guys were in Nebraska, and uh, my buddy Matt Steen won Saturday, so that was pretty cool. Against I'm not sure if I've ran into this guy, but Marlon Bogner, I probably messed your name up, sorry, and Matt got the win, but on Sunday. Marlon raced his son David in the final. Have you ever had that as your dad? You, you never race the same time your dad has, have you?
1: No, he he was done racing long before I ever started. So I'm trying to get him to get his feet wet again. You're going to have to go to a time.
0: combo race and let him run the Super Stalker and you can run the other one. And
1: He doesn't want to run the Super Stalker. I've been trying to get him to run the Stalker, get, you know, just get back out there, get your feet wet again, see what it's like. He he really has no interest i think he's afraid of if he doesn't do well he can't get on me when i mess up anymore and he doesn't want to lose that lose that privilege right like who wants to lose that
0: it's easier to it's easier to crew chief from the sidelines than it is from the driver's seat type deal
1: (laughs) right sometimes i wish i could do that
0: (laughs) that would be pretty cool to race your dad in the final like i don't know if it matters who wins at that point like are you happy your dad kicks your butt? Are you happy you kicked your dad's butt? Like, you're both getting paid, so.
1: It's not much better than that. I mean, we we might not even have to split. We might not even have to formally do the split. Yeah. We could do it at dinner later that night.
0: You just sign the big check over to your dad and like, hey, thanks for the help. <laughs> yep. But unfortunately, it is the last race of the year for Midwest Class Racers this weekend. It Cedar Falls. And... I don't have a car, so I'll be trying to spectate that too. I wish they had better coverage. We need to have a live camera going at these races, so it's easier to get the results up and going. Normally, somebody I can get the ladder and stuff. That. But if you guys are there, feel free to post qualifying sheets, ladders, all that stuff, right to our page, so we can share the knowledge and give people recommend or props for that's deserved. I guess. Yes,
1: please do. I want to give these associations more coverage. And I feel bad when I do a flash news and I finish and then somebody uh, says, hey, you forgot to cover this association or that association um, or this national open. That's another thing you can't find results for, national opens. But um not doing it on purpose. Definitely want to get all of the coverage out there that we possibly can. That was the whole reason for us starting this podcast.
0: If you really want to step it up, do a picture of the winner's circle. We'll take that use it
1: yes for sure send us send us any pics that you have because I like to flash up the pics during um the flash newses um just to just so people can associate the name and the car and and see your happy moment
0: and then also this weekend, let's not forget to continue the tradition of the l t d let Trista drive campaign. I think that was the funniest part about St. Louis is how fast that took on. And got viral, so I want to see that in Texas. Put the LTD on the back window of your car, and let's get Derek out of her car. For people that don't know, Derek Fenner took over his wife's car this year, and I don't know if he booted her out, or if there was domestic involved, or got kicked out, or if they've been fighting over it, but he gets one win in her car, and now he's hogging it and won't let her drive again, so that's what the LTD for is. And put it on your back window. Let's Let's get her Derek kicked out of her car. He can fix his own and have his own fun and give her her car back. She's a better
1: driver anyways. Overwhelm them with pressure.
2: <laughs> you know, before you guys uh, move on, I, I just <clears throat> realized, and I know last week uh, we were supposed to say something I totally forgot, but um, last week was the one-year anniversary of this show, and... I just wanted to let everyone be aware this. One year ago today was the start of class racing today. So uh, good work, gentlemen. You guys have been awesome making a, a name for yourself and uh, getting out there and showcasing the sport. So good work.
0: It does not feel like Thank
2: years you. went by.
1: It's crazy. Yeah, that was the quickest year ever.
2: <laughs> well, it was an odd year, too.
1: Indeed, yeah, but congrats, congrats, Craig. Thank you, Craig, for everything that you do. Your production and your sound is amazing. Your video quality, everything you do is, is wonderful. I wish I could sit in that awesome studio you have. Someday I'll get out there to see it. Some Someday and, you'll uh,
2: have to be in studio, like a full-on <laughs>
1: round-the-table group. That'd be fun. <laughs> I want to thank, all, out there. thank all the I want to thank all the spots. <laughs>
0: I want to thank everybody that's helped out with sponsoring and donations and too. like, that's, it's uh, a lot of work making this thing happen. And we have a lot of pretty significant investment on keeping everything going. And you know, the people that have reached out and helped already, I really appreciate it. And it's, it's kind of hard to make this thing go without help. So everybody that's been helping so far, thank you very much. We do appreciate it. And it, we are able to keep the lights on for another show, and we made it a year. So that's a win.
2: Well, and the other thing to remember is uh, one of the best ways to help support the show is just get it out there, share it out to more people so we have more people listening and consuming it and uh, getting the insider info. So good work. And, Bobby, you uh, are killing it on the the detail work because I know that's your wheelhouse. So good work. It's been a fun year. I mean, I, I started knowing less, almost less than nothing about this sport and just by listening and hanging out with you guys, I've have a much better appreciation of it. And someday Brian will let me drive his car.
0: (laughs) I would like to drive my car again someday. (laughs) It seems like a, seems like a distant future, but it'll come around.
1: Well, our guest today has driven multiple cars and speaking of hitching a cab out to, uh, South Dakota. I think his current car might possibly, you know, could have been a cab back in the day or or a police vehicle. We'll have to ask him. But from Salem, Ohio, we have Mr. Eric Campolito. Eric, how you doing, brother?
3: Good, man. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. I don't know why the hell you picked me, but I appreciate it.
1: <laughs> you're you're a young gun, you're a hell of a driver. You travel everywhere and just by By watching you do it i've been to a lot of races this year that you've been at you don't have the big you know the stacker the motorhome the whole shebang you do it the way you know we the way my father you know and i did it for a long time and and we finally stepped up to like one of them little itty bitty motorhomes but i just I, i saw your setup and i thought it was really cool i mean you guys do it with with the van and the open trailer right so yeah Open trailer is the best. I love it. Everybody can see the car on the highway. You get waves. You get thumbs up. And then you know you and dad in the van. I've seen your girlfriend in there doing her homework. You got a support system. Like this is this is cool, man. So I uh, I, I I've watched you and I've seen the way you can drive. You've you know you've proven yourself. in In my eyes, you're top five right now. You're number five in stock eliminator points. So I mean, you are. You are no slouch by any stretch of the imagination here. So thank you for coming on the show.
3: No problem, Bobby.
1: Now tell us a little bit about this this Caprice that you're driving. The one that you personally, that you guys uh, own here is a J-Stock Automatic 96 Caprice. Any any uh, what, Was that like a cop car or a taxi cab or anything at one time?
3: It wasn't. It actually was an Impala, and my parents bought it brand new from the dealer in 96 so before i was born they bought it it was an impala um and believe it or not they actually used it as a tow vehicle to tow my dad's old stocker which was a third gen Camaro. so when i was a little boy like a couple months old i was in the back seat of the impala riding around the country towing my dad's old stocker
0: i don't want to fall That's down you. the awesome I don't want to fall down the well or anything, but if they had that before you were born, it maybe wasn't the first time you were in the back seat.
3: <laughs> wow. <laughs> Probably a good point. Yeah, right? <laughs> He's that's never going to drive that gross.
0: car the same. <laughs> that,
3: that's kind of gross for me to think about. I didn't really need that in my head. Anybody you
0: know that what, races you next cool, year, though. you're welcome. <laughs>
1: Eric, I remember in, uh, sitting in the back of the red, uh, the super stock car that I drive now, it was, you know, a race car, but my father and my mother sitting in the front seat, driving up to the lanes and me sitting in the back between like roll bars and stuff, just being a little kid and just thinking it was so cool. And now the fact that I actually get to drive and race that car is like really cool too. And I still have a picture of the whole family in there right by the, uh, you know, uh, the ignition button and everything. And it, it just, reminded me of the old days. So that's cool that you used to sit in the back seat of that car and now you're racing it. So tell us a little bit about the car. Um what's the combo and how long you've been driving it, etc.
3: Um so I actually took my first lap in it when I was 15. Um but it had a 265 motor in it then running like low 13s. Um and then when I turned 17 after my first year we put the 350 back in. So so 350 LT1 runs in J, K, or L. Usually run in J though. Um passed away 3905 at in J weight. Wow. Yeah. It's was originally rated at 260 and now it's rated at 299. So 350,
1: uh 260, 299. Who got that beat up?
3: Uh yep. probably us back in the day. <laughs> When, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but Brent Derrick used to drive it for my dad before I was 16. And uh, he beat it up a couple of times. I'm pretty sure it was all us. I don't know if anyone else had it, had this combo, so.
1: Oh, man. All right, that's a tough one. So, the car has been in your family for since it was a street car. Did your father um, build it into a race car or did somebody, did he have somebody do that?
3: Um. Well, Tom Russell um, and Gary Russell—they did like the roll bar and that sort of stuff, and the motor. They—they they did a lot. Um, so yeah, my dad and Brent just did the little intri- intricacies, however you say that word. Um,
1: in, intr intric- intricacy in, Intricacy.
3: In, 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 yeah,
1: you get it. No, I forget the word. Yeah. <laughs> That's where you're a tutor. Brian, help us out. What's the word?
0: <clears throat> I said that's why you're a math tutor.
1: Yeah, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so who does the motors now?
1: Uh, Tom
3: Russell still does it.
1: Are think... they near you in Ohio? They yeah,
3: line? they live about. They live in Canton, Ohio, which is about forty-five minutes from you.
1: And right you... now, you actually drove uh, one of their cars, the uh, a stick um, Camaro, right? B stick.
3: Yep. Yeah, which, I. Uh... Uh... I think that was two years ago. I blew the motor up in my car at Gainesville. I think it was Gainesville. And then there was another race coming up, like, quick. And I was like, Tom, we got to get this motor back together, you know. And he was like, well, why don't you just hop in the red car? And I was like, you serious? I don't know if I can drive a stick. Um, but, yeah, we threw it through everything we had to do, threw that together Um, once it was how – once we could take it to the track before we loaded on the trailer, um, everyone always said the hardest thing in a stick is the burnout. So I pulled into his front yard with it and practiced doing a burnout in his front yard in that thing. And it went, went all right. So we took it to Norwalk for the points meet and a really embarrassing story is so my first lap in it, I don't know if you do this in your car or not, but I had to like hold the line lock, you know, as the tree was coming down with my foot on the clutch and flooring it. And when the, when I was trying to leave, I kept it, I kept the clutch and I kept it floored. And all I did was let go of the line lock, like with my (laughs) finger. And I was like, why didn't this thing just go? And I was like, Oh shit. I didn't let go of the clutch. That was my first pass in it. So that was kind of embarrassing, but then I started to get the hang of it.
0: thought he had a trans break for a moment.
3: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's what my body was doing. It was like, let just let go of the button and that's it.
1: How, how were you doing the burnout? Were you shifting during the burnout or were you just doing like a third gear? Yeah.
3: No, I believe I, I think I started in third and shifted to fourth. I think <laughs> if I remember right.
1: What kind of transmission was that? Was that a Jericho or was that like a G force or Liberty or something? I can't modern? I can't remember. I can't remember to be honest with you. Okay.
0: That's like the loopy styles burnout, you know, might as well hit all four gears on the way through there. I think. Sheila and Jared are that way. They just use all the gears. They'd have 18 speed in there. They'd be doing 18 speed burnouts.
1: Throw it in reverse while you're at it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I got rid of that whole. When I first started, I had to hold the clutch pedal and the shifter handle button at the same time. And I put a relay in where just the, the clutch pedal, you know, once the clutch is pushed to the floor at the stage, it. It's taken over, so I don't have to hold the uh, button on the shifter anymore. Everything is just release the clutch. It releases yeah. the two step. It releases the line lock, and it releases the obviously the the drivetrain. So, yeah, that's how I kind of uh, you know I have to make these things dummy proof. I can't do too many things at exactly. once.
3: Exactly, that's what I need
1: to. <laughs> so with your with your uh, three fifty cubic inch, I still can't believe that thing weighs thirty nine hundred all the way up in J. I'm down in k with mine when when twenty nine ninety i think it is so and you got a thousand pounds on me and you're a class above me that's crazy of course your motor is leaps and bounds way better than mine um even that that 265 do you remember what you had to weigh when you had the 265 the baby lt1 in there um what class did you run with that
3: i ran like q automatic mostly I think it was Q R, Q and R. I think Q is the natural class. I can't remember how much it had to weigh though. That's I only ran it I ran it for one year and I hated it. I was like, Dad, can we please put the 350 back in?
1: It's tough when you're all the way down in Q like that. And yeah. the, the thing's just, just kind of chugging down track and it's like uh, you know, you get a little breeze, it slows the car down a couple hundredths, you know, you get a tailwind, it picks it up a 10th, it's, yeah. it's just hard. And you're getting chased by a mile. I think it just makes it tough. Yeah. And, and I
3: i didn't feel very competitive in it. But some guys are really good in slow cars. and It's yeah. awesome for them. But I just, not for me. I wish I was that talented, but I'm not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you run for a transmission? Are you metric
1: 200?
3: No, I actually run a 700 R4 with a governor in it. So, yeah, not very racy.
1: So you're not using the e-shift?
3: Nope, just as a governor.
1: Well, I I like you even more now, Eric. Just yeah. puts it, just puts it in driving. Goes.
3: Yeah, so fun.
1: <clears throat> well, at least it's doing it by the governor. I mean, that's respectable. That's the way it was. You know. That's um, all
3: my dad. All my it, dad's choices.
1: Does he? Who builds the transmissions?
3: Uh. Carl Rossler and sometimes Marco Bruzi
1: goes through them too. Okay. I see your dad out there, you know, he's prepping the cars, he's he's uh working on the cars. Hey, do, you, do you give him, you know, do you write him a little thank you note after each race or uh do you take him out to dinner at the end of the day?
3: Um, I go to dinner with him, if
1: that counts. <laughs> you
0: let him buy you dinner.
3: Exactly.
1: Well, let's hope he's not listening now. We don't want to give him any ideas, but... (laughs) Right. Now, tell us about this uh, heads-up you had recently in St. Louis.
3: Yeah. um, Okay, so St. Louis National Event, I saw on the ladder, I would have Wes Neely in the semis. And I was like, if I make it to the semis, I mean, there's like a 60% chance he's going to be in semis too because he's a damn good driver. He's chasing the world right now and we've ran three times before St. Louis and I'm one and two against him. We were dead even in the NHRA stuff. I ran him in classic Bell Rose and Gainesville. Um, he, yeah, he was about 500 faster than me at Bell Rose. And I was about 500 faster than him at Gainesville for whatever reason, it flip flopped. Um, then I ran him at St. Louis for the class race for revival race. And I was in the 25 grander, so it hurt really bad. But for whatever reason, he went 11.13 on a 12.45 index. And I just, I ran 11.35 or something like that, you know, nowhere near him. Which I don't know how he picked all that up, you know, but whatever. Um, So moving on to St. Louis for the National, that was kind of in the back of my head. Like, wow, he ran 11.13 here. Like, there's no freaking way I can do that but obviously he's not gonna do that in an NHRA race. Um, so we did everything we can, oil, um, ice, um, weight, not very much, took about 15-ish pounds out, that's all we could take out. Um, and then got up there, did my burnout, a real choppy burnout, it would didn't wanna go. Um, didn't want to rev up so finally did though pulled out of the water tried to clear it out a couple times and I had my foot to the freaking floor and it wouldn't go past three grand and I kept trying I kept trying to get it a little more warm and I mean he was sitting in pre-stage for a minute so I was like I gotta roll in rolled in bumped in hit swapped feet and it just died pretty much just stuttered and then eventually drove out of it started going but I mean by that point obviously it's pretty much over so that 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 stung a little bit um especially because I had a good opportunity to improve on points um but yeah that's how I got a love stock I signed up for it so
1: that's that's unfortunate there um now this being a fuel injected car You're gonna have to go in there. I I would just suggest if you're cooling the car down this much and it's having these kinds of problems, you got to look at your warm up enrichment, and you have to look up. You know, if you're in closed loop, are you in closed loop?
3: That's another thing, Bobby. Is I can't even get into the computer because it's an old Excel program, Uh. so no laptop will plug into it. (laughs) That's another. I gotta upgrade that. Like I can't I can't do anything on the computer.
1: All right, well, you, you are a, let's, let's consider you, you're a high profile driver right now. Okay. You're top five in stock eliminator. Yeah. Get on the phone, call up fast, you know, XFI or Holly or somebody, somebody will make a deal with you because you travel a lot. You're young, you're a young guy. You're, you're, uh, active on social media. You'll put their name out there. I think somebody would be happy to work with you. Okay. And get yeah. give you a nice discount on something like that because that is very important. You there could be horsepower hidden inside this thing that you oh, haven't I, even unlocked yet.
3: I'm sure there is, yeah.
1: But what oh, what okay. I'm thinking is if if that thing's in closed loop right now, at too too low a temperature, it could be in closed loop on top of a warm up enrichment. It could just be loading it up when you when you get back from a run like that where it just it wouldn't run. You pull a plug. I mean. The thing is either going to be completely black or completely white. There's really going to be no in between with that. So we just you would just have to figure out if that thing is just too lean or too rich in in those uh, heads up, cool the motor down situations. But yeah. I, I had that Excel program and that was a it was a pain to try and get into that thing.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's an upgrade. Hopefully, I can make this one but we'll see.
1: All right. Well, work some overtime today. Obviously, not right yeah. now because you're joining us, but. <laughs> Let's talk about where you had a fortunate heads-up situation at Indy, because I witnessed this one with my own eyes. I was standing there uh, next mm-hmm. to you in the burnout box, just kind of spectating. And I think you can you can tell us a good story about that one.
3: Um, Yeah, so I had Johnny Fisher second round at Indy. Um, we were both in the teardown barn next to each other. Um, what would that be? Friday? Friday after first round. I knew I had him, so I was like, hey at least I know he'll be legal when he kicks my ass <laughs> and you know, how you know how that is. I mean, he had two and a half tents on me. So like Friday, it was kind of, I was kind of depressed. Like I'm going home second round of India sucks, you know, but I did everything I could to the car. Just, you know, maybe he'll be point three on the tree or something like that. Um, we did everything we could. I was feeling depressed down all day on Friday. Um, Then I staged up, and once I got staged, I seen his red light come on, and I was like, holy, you know what? And, uh, yeah, that was that. I mean, and it was really cool. It felt like I won the whole goddamn race. When I was coming back uh, to my trailer, there was, like, every other rig was hollering at me. I was like, I didn't know you guys cared this much or even knew about this, you know, but it was awesome. So it was just. You know, God is good. God was with me for that one, for sure. But, I'll take it.
1: And so, you're going to have the unfortunate ones, you're going to have the fortunate ones, and that's exactly that's the way this game is, man. <laughs> exactly. Right place, right time.
0: Hopefully, you remember that next time, but I'm I'm the same way. Like, get a heads up, I'm kicking rocks. Like, oh, I might as well just go home. This sucks. And
3: Yeah, that's how I was feeling. I'm like, I'm not going to freaking change my role again, dude. This is like, the fourth time I had to change it this week. And then I was like, I got to do what I got to do, you know?
0: That's pretty
1: cool. You got though. me intrigued, you know? Yeah. I want to get in this computer of yours. Yeah.
0: You're you more than welcome to. You basically just take out the, uh, there's probably just screws, flathead screws. You take four of those out, and there's just a bunch of switches in there. You switch up or down, like the old style.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had one of these. You should see it.
0: Get out the abacus and make some adjustments.
1: Brian would just be like, just pull the red wire out. Maybe that'll help.
3: <laughs> That's something That's... I would do.
0: <laughs> no, I would just scratch my head and close the hood, Bobby. <laughs>
1: uh, well, what's your favorite racetrack there? Since you're an Ohio native and you travel everywhere, you got you probably have something good for us.
3: That's a great question. I mean, no, it'll be something that everyone knows. I really do love St. Louis because, you know, I, lo- I love big cities. And I just think it's so awesome how you can see the city from the track. And on top of that, you know, a little gas station across the street. Got Taco Bell. You got Subway. Got a good gas station. Take a shower if you want. And you could ride your golf cart there. I like that a lot. Especially someone that doesn't have a motor home. I can't shower.
1: <laughs> All the amenities. Being on
0: all yeah. asphalt like that was pretty cool too. Like I I went there for the, you know, Bo, uh, Bohannon's race and it was just neat being on all pavement. Like mm-hmm. n- no dirt, no sand. Yep. And if yep. I remember I at that gas station, I had killer breakfast burritos.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of the gas station, especially because it's got subway and taco though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> going, going back to that. So you were at Bohannon's race too. What were your thoughts there?
3: I thought it was awesome, dude. Um, you know, I didn't go to Bose race a couple of weeks before that, and I regretted that a lot. Um, number one, because it looked like a blast. Number two, because, you know, I'm doing all this NHRA stuff, and I have my complaints about it just like everyone else sometimes. And there I am not supporting that. So I felt pretty shitty about um, that. So I'm going to make it a priority to hit those races. Um I loved it. I loved how, you know, you lose first round, okay, get into another race, you know? It was just it was awesome.
0: Cause so you had new a, race every day. You had pretty good so, luck there in the with well, the CIC race, didn't you?
3: Oh man, I don't know if that that might have been a race I won without any luck. I mean if I lo- if I lost that, that would have been kind of embarrassing, to be honest with you. I had like I think that I was two seconds under the index, and the next fastest guy, and it was maybe one fifty. I think I don't know.
0: There wasn't Kopecky in there with his charger?
3: I'm not sure. I'm, I ran Irvin Johns in the final. I'm pretty sure with his GTO, I believe, or G6, something
1: like that. Yeah, the the uh, Indiana Johns car, one of the. Yeah. Was Pontiac it a G- G5? I think. G5, well, yeah. There's a couple. I mean, they just race each other in a Irving Johns and Todd France. They both have Indiana Johns cars. One's a Pontiac, one's a Cobalt, I think, or a Cavalier or something.
3: I think think, yeah.
1: The but, car that you were driving at St. Louis, two seconds under, that was an Ernie Neal car. How did you, you get hooked up with Ernie Neal and get started driving his cars?
3: Um, Him and my dad were are pretty good friends, and, I mean, the fact that I drove my dad's car. He thought it'd be cool if I drove that. And I was like, sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so um, yeah, obviously, we don't have a two car trailer or anything. So we drove from my house to his house in Indiana. On the way to St. Louis stopped there. I took his I took I put the van on his trailer with the caprice Used that to tow, which was pretty freaking scary um and then my dad used i don't know if you guys well i don't know if bobby remembers the old trailblazer ss we had that we used to tow around with um we used that to tow the stalker on the open trailer and then we got to st louis and i ran both of them
1: now other than that cic race which it dominated um didn't you go did you go far rounds with with his car in the regular uh big money eliminator?
3: Yeah, I got down to eight and the twenty-five in his car, and then I screwed up pretty bad. Missed it. I was eighty, which I blamed that on the night before. Stayed out a little too late. Got a little too, <laughs> little too tipsy there. But we had a great time. That was that was for um. That was that was after, that was during the uh, um, cookout. Remember, you had that cookout or racer appreciation party. And you know we stayed out yes. a late night after that.
1: So, <laughs> well, how come I wasn't invited?
3: You were invited, Bobby.
1: My goodness! I think Bobby You're was
3: invited.
0: Bobby was too busy running around looking for parkas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know what free. that is.
0: No, it was a uh, it was just an awesome event. I uh, hopefully there's going to be more in the works. I haven't heard too much yet, but
3: yeah,
0: I would uh strongly support any of those if I have a race car by then (laughs) that was the hard part about that one is I think that being that early made it a little tough
3: yeah exactly um I don't know if Tyler get mad at me but I was talking to him at St. Louis and he said he's gonna have another one and it'll be early in the year but not as early he told me so
1: all right
0: what were your thoughts on the format is there anything you would change or anything you liked or didn't like
2: um,
3: I mean, it would be hard to do. But if there was one thing, I would say run class, you know, regular class. That would be cool. Oh. Um, But I feel like you would have to. I mean, you don't have to. There's some guys that will run for a trophy. But, like, if there was some money involved to win class, that would be badass. You know, nothing crazy, just something. But I know, like, I mean shit tyler's didn't if you look at the car count he didn't really make anything doing that so i don't know if he has any more money to give away
0: i think what you could almost do is you know lower the payout you know because what was Mm -hmm. it 25 say they paid 15 or even 10 to win and use some of that money to pay down more rounds like just pay more money lower rounds would be less out of his pocket but i think it would generate more cars just because mm-hmm. you know there's gonna be more money going across pay lower pay more lower and a little less on the top i think would be a good idea yeah
3: i feel that um like i mean i don't remember what it was to run her up but like i feel like there's splits that are talking like i mean there wasn't any at eight cars but i feel like the next round people will start splitting and it's like i mean same with the big money stuff like why not just make the purse how the racers want it anyway? you know what I'm saying, like
0: yeah, it was split both right. days in the semis I don't remember yeah. what I think we split it like I don't remember if it was fifty six or six thousand or something, what I ended up getting for semis so that was that was good, but realistically, if it would have been three, I would have been just as happy, you know, but have more exactly. money on low,
1: Yep. Yeah, I agree. Just if if everybody's going to split at that point then or or at least 95% of racers would split at that point, just just lower the payout down. I think we do have to put more of a focus on class. It needs to be included at everything. And I would, I mean, I'm totally going to go off go go off a limb here and say even at nationals, like if we want to get seen by more spectators, I think they need to make running class like a uh, a thing spectators can understand that oh first first car to the finish line wins old muscle cars first car to the finish line wins you know how about something crazy like let's qualify run the eliminator get that out of the way and then run class on saturday and sunday you know something like that or uh start paying more money for class or maybe put a couple pairs of class on tv uh-huh. um, you get a cool or- like a heads up double a stock you know two old muscle cars doing big wheelies i think that'd be a pretty cool one to to put on tv try and get us a little recognition yeah.
3: or um i know they did this a couple of years but it was cool when they had a points chase for class remember that
1: like, yes i forgot about that right yeah,
3: that was awesome because like my dad that's when my dad had the 265 and he would like you know chase points in class and i just thought that was cool
1: yeah yeah, the guy from uh, Kentucky, uh, Gary... Uh, Summers? Summers, with the, you know, the T-stop. Yeah, he was, I think he was, like, dominating that. but Yeah. Yeah, what that was think, cool.
3: Um, uh, I wanted to run this by, y'all. Um, so, like, you know how, like, there's only 60 or 70 cars entered at a national event nowadays? So what if they did... Um, what do you think about having 70 cars at a national event and 64 make the field, so qualifying matters. You know what I'm saying? You guys think like would people with the stock limiter crowd like that? Because I mean, it's only six people going home. It would be like, like they'll probably. I mean the, I don't know what the bump would be, but from 70 to 64, it'd probably be separated by what, like 500s maybe. Like that would be tight, and qualifying would matter. You know, it'd be true performance matters in qualifying. I just think that would be cool, and then it'd be like a straight up race with no buys at 64 cars. Mm -hmm. I think that would be cool.
1: You could even use the alternates like you do at uh, Indy if you wanted to really eliminate the buys. It
3: it honestly, it would be just like top drags or top sportsmen, you
1: -hmm. know? Yeah, no, I'm all for that. You know, we got to, and this is coming from me, who was like a three and four under player for years. Like, yeah, you got to put the performance back in this stock and super stock because that's what it, you know, that's what it was. So yep. if you wanna take eighty and qualify sixty-four, do it. Plus that'll help the AHFS start working. If you have to qualify, mm. that's the only way that's that that system's gonna work. Or exactly. if you have like, to I... beat somebody in class, I mean if you wanna beat somebody in class, that's the only way that thing's gonna work.
0: Well what's the down yeah. what's the downside of capping it? Like why why would you even cap it at eighty? Let a hundred sign up. NHRA gets their There's... money.
1: They argue they don't have the parking for that and and stuff, or the time to run all those cars, I guess, in qualifying. I don't.
0: That would be the I problem, know. I guess, just the time. And I think that's even like Bohan's race with Class. Like, I'm glad they yeah. I'm glad they didn't because they had you know one little weather event there could have made that deal go a lot different. I mean, at the end of the day, you oh, still yeah. only have so much time to get everything done. And I'm glad they did less really well instead of trying to do too much and just make it a disaster because people had a bad taste in their mouth so i mean
1: yeah it's
0: so like i, I get same that
1: time it's tough with those where it's just stock and super stock there is not even enough time you go from a divisional or a national where you have a whole day to get your car ready to now you only have eight minutes to get your car ready and yeah. it's like come back up stock come back super stock come back like uh, it gets to the point where you're like, damn it, can't they just like call some junior dragsters or something? Snowmobiles up yeah. there just to let me cool We're my just, car down.
3: It's so weird to say, like, like, I remember thinking that for a second too, at Tyler's race. It's just so weird. Cause normally I'm like, you know, sitting around all day, like this sucks, you know? I mean, I'd, if I had a choice, I'd rather have it be like Tyler's like, go, 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 go. I just think that's awesome. Um, but yeah, I remember thinking the same thing as you like, Jesus,
0: <laughs> that's that was kind of my favorite part like even a lot of times you know, when I'm association go to the association races around here i'll still if there's an index race or something i'll hop in that run two classes and Yep. it's kind of fun just to keep you i mean i need as many rounds as i can get as much many hits at the tree and i just like to practice and just feel like it helps give me more information on my car now granted you're wearing parts out and now i have a broken motor but you know, I got a lot of passes on it and got a lot of experience really quick. And that's, what's kind of fun. It just makes the day like I'm there to race, you know, if there wasn't class I'd be doing index or whatever with my stocker. Like I'm there to race. I want to go yeah. down the track. And you know what? I think it doesn't hurt. Some of these guys are used to sitting, sitting around and having all day to prep things. It doesn't hurt them to have to move a little faster. You know, I think there should be a shot clock at the end of staging lanes. So when they call you and they say a first call, you have 10 minutes to get in the lanes. If you don't get, you don't get to pull up you want to talk about freaking people out, then all of a sudden people aren't sitting around waiting forever to be the last car in. We'd really make people mad then.
1: Oh yeah. There would be fistfights at the top of the lanes. So Eric, now that your season's over, um, do you guys pull the motor out? Do you uh, freshen it up this year or do you go a couple years with those? Um, I mean, how many runs do you get out of, out of a motor like that?
3: Um, this year we're not freshening it up. Um, the motor now probably has. I'd say 250 to 300 runs on it. Um, I mean, we're just gonna. I mean, you know how it is, or I mean you've seen our stuff. We don't got the most money and all that, so trying to ball on a budget here. So we're not going to freshen it up this year. Um, if anything, I'll get the EFI program updated. And that would probably be the only upgrade we're going to do on that thing. Um, my uncle has a 69 Camaro we're working on. Try to make it. We have the motor and we have a stick trans and an auto trans um, for e automatic or e stick. So we're going to try to get that together. It used to be a bracket car, so it's like already a race car. So we just got to make it, you know, a stalker and change it to a They want to make it a stick. I don't necessarily want that, but they do. <laughs> so. Yeah, hopefully that'll be together by next year,
0: too. I wonder if that's... Mess
3: around with that.
0: So is that like voting at Bobby's house? Hey, Dad, I think we should do this. No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Dad, what if we try this? No.
3: That's how it is in my house.
1: Believe me, there were years there where I was like, let's just put an automatic in this damn thing. What are we doing? Uh Uh-huh. He wouldn't... no, No, the car's a stick. It has to stay a stick. It's just... He didn't want to hear it. So, yep. so what are your thoughts? RPM U-turn in in that thing, Eric.
3: Um, about seventy five hundred.
1: Yeah, that's pretty good, man. First stocker motor. So two hundred and fifty runs. Yeah.
0: <laughs> as far as being yeah. uh, a younger guy, you mean probably one of the younger. I want to call you a kid, kind of a kid, compared to old people like me. But what are ideas you have to get more people, younger generation, into class?
3: That is a, a very hard thing to do. Um, honestly, like, I don't even think that's where it should, like would start. I think it would start at, like, a local track that the kids are close to. Go there, see that you can, I mean, that just goes back to uh, bracket racing roots, like, see that, that you can take your car there and just run it and win, win money. And then from there you go, well, this is what I do. I, I go, I run the NHRA tour. I go, you know, to St. Louis, to Michigan, to all there, you know, you could build a car for that. I mean, obviously it's more expensive. You could do that and you could travel the country and you could be a world champion. Like, I think it should, you know, I don't think you can just, like, I'm trying to think of my friends, like, I can't just, I try to talk to them about class racing. And I mean, the, when I talk about the heads up stuff, yeah, that's easy to explain more easy than bracket racing. But like, if I just take, like, I live right by Quaker city. So if I take them there and show them like, yeah, this is what I'm doing tonight. You can, that car you drove here, you can enter in the street. And I, I think that's where it's starting from there, go into class racing. Cause I don't know how I would, you know, get them into class
0: racing um when i see a I mean, lot of i see a lot of power like we probably have one of the better associations in the country right now for running stock super stock but you know we're at those little tracks running and it's kind of fun to watch the people come to watch you know when stock i mean we're kind of like the pros when we come to those tracks you know everybody watches the wheel stands are cool and it gets people excited about it but you know i think exactly. there's when i look at the people i race with all the time at our association races and then you watch them like You know, Rochelle T-Bears in Texas. You know, a lot of these people are going to the association races. Now you can watch them on TV or NHRA and watch them go on the big tracks and do pretty darn good. I mean, Mm -hmm. I wonder how many more people are racing NHRA today because of the association we have. I would have never raced a stock luminary car if we didn't have the association. Okay. You know, I just went to my first national event. I'm like, hey, this is pretty cool. It's not like our association races, but it's still pretty fun. So yeah. I think, you know, a kind of a grassroots effort, like you said, at the local track or maybe supporting these associations just to go to those smaller tracks. That's, I could definitely agree with what you're saying
1: there. Yeah. You would definitely need some brand ambassadors. Um, and I think it, at the local tracks, that's great. If you, if you find people and you can get one person to like actually pay attention to what's going on with stock or super stock or, mm-hmm. or uh, bracket racing, then that's great. But I still think that national events, the crowd's already there. You got to do, I mean, if you want, I, I try to do everything I can. Everybody that walks by, hand them a flyer, explain stock and super stock on the flyer, and um, try to just tell them about it. I mean, uh, the hundreds of people that walk by and they give flyers to, maybe one or two of them might go home and put together a car. It would be cool, though, if there was a class maybe that the that NHRA would bring to a divisional or national like it, the car that you drove in off the street it would have to pass like a tech inspection of course but have you know maybe have something like that there to for people to get their feet wet maybe get excited about it and then from there maybe they would branch off into class racing mm-hmm. uh, i don't i don't know i haven't obviously i don't know <laughs> the perfect system i'm just trying to brainstorm like always i'm more they on eric's
0: had a- i'm i'm more on eric's yeah. side though i don't think you can start at nhra level i think you have to start like you said, the local track. I mean, it's it's hard to get. Like, how many people are sitting at home just watching NHRA TV? Like, if you're not into drag racing, you're not gonna you're not gonna buy NHRA TV. You're not gonna watch it online. You're not gonna watch it on TV. Like, that's people watch John Forrest because they went to the local track and then they just went up from there. They didn't just start watching John Force and be like, "Hey, I'm gonna bet a race car." Mm-hmm. So I like
1: your idea. Well, so that's why I'm saying national events where the crowd's already there. They're there to see John Force. And they didn't know that we were going to be there. And that's where you intercept them and say, Hey, here's what we do. This is my car. Cause a lot of them will be like, Oh, this car is really cool. When do you go off? And, uh, be like, ah, I lost two days ago. I'm just, I'm still here. Like there's only two, two cars left in this category. They're racing today at one o'clock. Like that's kind of the worst part about it. Sunday, there's only four cars left. People that only come on Sunday to watch final eliminations are not really going to get a taste of class racing.
2: So is the theory that the spectators at these national events are racers themselves primarily? Mm,
3: Probably not. No. The majority of them, no. But uh, at St. Louis, they had a high school class, which was kind of cool. I think it was eight cars in a high school class. It was pretty sweet.
0: If you you got a fake ID, you could have ran your car there exactly <laughs> but now I...
3: another thing they, another thing they did there which was cool that first time i seen in a while is at eight cars you you got into sunday and you know i figured we would run in the morning before the pros well they did first round of the pros then the quarters of lucas oil then second round of the pros, then the semis of Lucas Oil, then third round of the pros, then the final Lucas Oil, then the final of the pros. I think that that's a good system. To that's have. awesome.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I didn't follow. I, I maybe I saw that and I forgot. But I'm going to email NHR about that and say thank you. Like that's that's yeah. great. I should do the same. Uh, bombard them with thank you emails about that. That's what mm-hmm. has to happen. You have to race, and that, at least it was down to eight cars and not four. They got to exactly. see three rounds mm-hmm. and it was
3: such an even like it makes total sense like everything finished all the lucas stuff finished when the pro like you know like that's how that, that i think that was a perfect system honestly
1: Yep, that's how they did it at uh, maple grove when i won we were just down to four cars but still it was like first and second round of pros then us yes. then third round of pros then us then the pros yeah. so the, the place was packed unfortunately at charlotte they ran early in the morning before the pros and then they ran the finals after the pros and it was sadly nobody in the stands for either of those.
0: So an interesting comment just came in and I would agree a hundred percent. Uh, Derek said, I think some of the problem is getting the idea out of people's heads that the NH <laughs> area or class racing is way more expensive than a bracket car. And I would, yeah. I would agree with that 110%. I mean, I get it. You know, I'll beat the drum about the association, but it's kind of the grassroots to get people into it. I feel I can go, you know, most of our races pay, you know, I think the small ones are $2,000 to win. You know, if you win, first, all you got to do is go one round and you get your $100 entry fee back. If you make it second round, you get $100 entry fee back. You know, where if you're in a bracket race, you might go six, seven rounds for what What do they win? Five, six hundred bucks? I mean, we can get that mm-hmm. to go to quarters. I mean, and it's, I don't know. At the end of the day, yeah, there's there's some budget builds out there that, you know, there's combos out there that are really easy and affordable to get into and i think maybe just more knowledge you know or maybe an ambassador on the who's the who's the budget build guy
1: billy nice and you will see a driver interview probably tomorrow uh showcasing one of his cars
0: you know and as if the associations run right like like i said maybe i'm a little biased but i look at the midwest class racers and you know there's heads-ups I mean there's you still yeah. qualify, there's still heads up. A lot of the integrity's still there. I mean, I was just I was actually looking at the points here. Well, shout out to Jamie Peach. I race with him just about every single race. He's there. He's eleventh in the national points right now and that guy is at every association race I go to. Um mm-hmm. Larry DeForest is sitting fifteenth, he's there every association race. I mean, there's Brett Spears, twenty first in the national points right now, Shetland's twenty fourth, I mean Cheney's twenty sixth. We've got some real hitters, not to forget Chris Knutson's 30th and national or 29th and national points. I mean, there's really good drivers come to these association races because there's good money there, and the competition's is as good as it can get as long as the associations you, run right. And there's still heads ups, and there's some integrity. You guys
3: quali- You guys actually qualify on index, right? Yep. Like you, you that's that's so awesome because do you let IHRA and like nostalgic super soccer's in there? No,
0: <laughs> they'll do. I think if there's not a NHRA index, if there's not an index for how is it? If there's not a class in it for NHRA, they will let an IHRA like there's okay. In a couple of the races, they'll let in like a crate motor class, like the old IHRA crate motor class, but that's pretty much the only one.
3: Okay. Um, yeah. See, I think that's so awesome. Cause I run the Buckeye one, which is just all in Ohio. And we freaking, I hate like we qualify <laughs> off reaction time. There's no heads ups. They let a bunch of nostalgia super stockers in whatever the hell that is like they just seem like bracket cars that are older um you know i don't i like I think that midwest series is badass. you guys qualify like a real race, you know you got heads ups, I think that's badass do you guys uh, weigh and do like fuel after heads ups or uh
0: there's not is it just like i don't
3: honest it's just be be honest you know no is there's how it
0: is? there's scales at pretty much every every race, pretty much, they actually have scales, and they're actually, uh, I think they scale the heads-up cars. Um, some of the races will scale you every run. Fuel check, that's kind of tough to do. I haven't seen much for fuel check, but that's, to me, that's not as important as the weight.
1: The weight, yeah. Um,
0: and there's some tech getting implemented, too.
3: Yeah. I just think that's badass. I wanted to say real quick, I felt like I was bashing my own series. I love my series, it's awesome, but, like, I just think if we adopted that model, it would make it that much better. Now, granted, like, I think maybe two tracks out of all the ones we race that even have scales, so that would kind of be shitty. I understand why we don't do that, but, like, I just think the Midwest model is the best model. But I do love my series, and it's a great way to race close to home, the kind of racing I love to do. So I appreciate them guys. Jeff us, all the Rosses, them are some good damn people. They always bump the payouts when we have big car counts for us. You know, free best losing packages get a hundred bucks first round. Um, dial for dollars first qualifier get a hundred bucks. That's your entry right there. So them are some good people, man.
0: Yeah, the scale thing's pretty easy with just a set of portables. Like if the association has portables and they bring them every time that, you know, just okay. for do, at least doing for heads ups. A lot of times we'll do that where you. <clears throat> heads-up way, you know, just to keep it keep it somewhat fair. Right,
1: right. We have an update from Sheila Holt. Update on the rescheduled Houston National event that's right now being held at the Texas Motorplex. Uh, in <clears throat> super stock, Speedy Emmons got the win over Greg Stanfield. And in stock, Jerry Emmons got the win over Jeff Lopez. So, Jerry's
2: going
1: to... Yeah, Jerry just won
3: a couple days ago. I think that was... I'm pretty sure that was a full claim for Jerry too. Like he got 30, he got 105 points right there, I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that catapulted him big time right there.
1: That's crazy. Jerry is currently in 12th. Right, um, and then as safe. of this morning and he's only claimed two nationals so far and seven divisionals. He's allowed one more oh. divisional and four more nationals, but he He just won uh well he just won Nova oklahoma divisional and he just won this was a national right so mm, yes we'll see where he goes now probably
3: passed me up already
1: <laughs> 476 <laughs> if he gets 105 there that's 576 yeah that that sh- throws him right into third place
3: Jeez, but still jesus
1: <laughs> good for him man. So congrats jerry emmons jerry has the a stock automatic 69 camaro and uh speedy emmons in super stock which is harvey emmons i don't remember which car he has in super stock his could be the Camaro. also i don't think his is the uh the hood scoop car that um that is terry emmons i believe or is that gary emmons No, i'm losing track that's why i said the other night i showed a picture of the triplets i said if you can pick out which one won in which car they'll send you a free bottle of Lucas oil (laughs) slickness.
0: Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time, but before you go, what was the, what was the top car you'd build? If you could build any car,
3: Superstock beam modified cobalt,
1: winnable, but terrible. All right, Eric, thanks a lot for joining us and uh, good luck next year and keep in touch in the off season. Let me know if you, if you, um, have any questions with that fuel injection i can definitely okay. help you out to the best of my knowledge and um punch you in the right direction go talk to fast xfi go talk to holly and uh tell them i travel the country um top in top top five Here, right, call them today I'm, top, I'm number five in stock eliminator and uh couple I will hours. your product
3: <laughs> all right,
1: all yeah, right thank buddy. You guys so much. all right you're welcome you take care
3: all right you too
2: This is Class Racing Today. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks, Eric. Get back to work now. (laughs) The rest of you that are hanging out, uh, thanks for our little hiccup. Staying with us. We will uh, see you on the next one. Everyone else, have a great day. Remember, Tim Stickles gutters by design. Have a great day. If you want a a, uh, shirt or sticker, classracingtoday at gmail.com. Check us out on social medias, Class Racing Today, and keep your eyes out. The new website is in the works. Thanks a lot. Have a great day.